Welcome back to the channel today, everyone. I'm Sarah Higdon. This is Transform to Freedom. Um, hope it's been a good week for you. Yeah, it's been kind of a crazy week here. Um, lots of stuff happening, coming up. Um, you know, um, yeah, but it's been it's been good. Um, let me see what what do we do. Um, Last week, got together with the Gays Against Groomers team here in Georgia. They did an event uh, here in Atlanta talking about the bills that we talked about last week. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about today some of the other bills, though, that are happening around the country. Because um, while we're doing good things in states like Georgia and even and like what we did in Louisiana and everything, like, and, and other places around the country, we have progressives um going crazy on the other side of uh on the other side of things so we have this the, these deep divides depending on what state you're in it's really uh it's really a crazy thing to watch so but before we kind of kick off some of that i do want to kind of just share this with you because i thought this was uh was funny and uh my colleague over at the post millennial um who takes pictures this was actually a flag they put at the um you it was it was at a you stand with ukraine rally in toronto last weekend now this picture was taken by beth um and she's right she says honestly i thought this flag was the stuff of memes but here it is in the wild they it has the yellow intersex logo in the triangle and they added ukraine all this tells you is the flag is not representative of the LGB or T community. It's not representative of even probably even the, I don't know how this flag, this flag doesn't represent the queer community. I wouldn't think either, but it, the queer community is based off of progressive politics. So it probably does. That's why they have the black and brown um, stripes as well, which have nothing to do with, you know, um, sex or genders or sexuality that has to do with race. And now, um, apparently I guess if you're Ukraine, you get to be added on to the, uh, the, the new Marxist flag. Let's call it that. Cause that's basically what this is. It is, it's really become the new Marxist flag. And it, and it always, when I saw this, I, I really, it took me back to an op-ed I wrote last year talking about how the 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 trans community like transsexuals have been co-opted by the the antifa turned into trantifa um so that they can basically execute their postmodern neo-marxist agenda onto society and then once the once the acceptance rate for trans people has completely been diminished they can just, you know, up and uh, self-ID out of it because that's all it is to them is a self-identification process, okay? Um, I don't, at this point, it's like these flags, flags are for nation and they're just kind of just staking their claim, right? Every This is, kind, <laughs> it's really interesting because when you look at that flag, you think this is just somebody else that wants to be, 
kind of an individual, but then conform to their fr- to the to the queer community to the community because to the progressive cause because it's like all the different thousands of genders that they try to make up every day. And there's a new one that comes out every day, every week, you know, all this nonsensical stuff. And then they come out here and their flag just gets more and more because they're just making stuff up. There is no rhyme or reason, but that's also the basis behind postmodernism. They don't believe there's such thing as objective truth. Um, And all that is, is it's, 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 it's hey, I'm gonna wear my my politics on my on my sleeve all the time. That's all that is. That's what they're doing. So I thought that was kind of crazy. Just wanted to share some of the insanity, the trans sanity. We got a lot of uh, trans sanity stories tonight. Um, yeah, we got a lot of trans sanity tonight. It's uh, I, I didn't wanna didn't wanna take it off. But first, um, I do want to share this with y'all. Tomorrow night at what time is it at? Um, tomorrow night, five thirty Eastern, four thirty Central. I will be on with um, Awake Illinois to discuss um, some of the stuff that's going on there. I don't know if I if I had talked to y'all about this bill HB four seven four eight seven six in um, Illinois, uh, but Shannon Adcock asked me to come on and we're going to talk about um, HB 4876. This bill is insane. Um, And it only does basically two things, but they're insane. So it changed, it's a, a change to the child abuse laws. Okay. So the child abuse. So basically what they're saying what the state of Illinois is trying to do is change the law to say, um, if, if you don't give your child gender affirming care, that is considered child abuse. Also, it's also child abuse. If you don't take your child to get an abortion, what I don't know, and I didn't see added to this, is a requirement that if your child needs to get an abortion, then you should probably, then the police report should automatically be filed with them because that means a crime has taken place, right? If a minor, I guess under the age of 16, I don't know what the age of consent in Illinois is, but under the age of 16, if, that would mean that a crime took place and there should also be a requirement for that if you're going to if you're going to make that. Yes, Eugene, you're absolutely right. Eugene says um, it should be child abuse to do those things. Yes. Yes, transitioning your child would be would should be considered child abuse, right? Like you can't and this is the other thing. So you can't consent to sex for your child. You can't consent to your, your, your child having sex. Child abuse is illegal. What's really interesting about this bill is that in one section, it actually says that um, female genital mutilation is spe- specifies female genital mutilation as being um, child abuse. And then in the other section, it says that you can do it as long as... Um, as long as they are 
you know, gender not or uh, uh, gender questioning. So they 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 claim a trans identity. Um, it's an insane bill. So uh, we're going to talk about it. Um, hopefully, we can get this thing. We can we can we can stop this in Illinois because it's 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 insane. Like when you when I look at something like this. Um, and the problem is with Illinois, if you, if you watch some of my series on Illinois, kind of talked about some of this other stuff that's happened in Illinois, um, the, the money that, um, the now governor, uh, BJ, Pr is it JB Pritzker, um, has donated to, so JB Pritzker is the governor of Illinois, um, early like 2012, 2013, I believe don't have notes in front of me, but he funded, uh, basically funded his family funded to get to set up the gender clinic at the, uh, Lauer, the, the Lori's children's hospital in Chicago. Um, that children's hospital, um, does perform and do all this stuff on children. They've been exposed multiple times for their, for their uh, awful practices. But then the problem is then, um, that children's hospital is now implementing curriculum and giving out, you know, dildos and other items to help facilitate sex education in Illinois schools. Um, so it seems like a cycle and the schools that JB Pritzker is now in charge of. And so it seems like this whole like money laundering cycle of um, of shit, basically, you know, so um, Illinois is pretty bad. So we are. But yeah, so um, go to uh, like I said, go support Awake Illinois um, awake IL. You can find us. We will be live streaming that episode on Twitter, YouTube, I guess Facebook and Instagram. So go 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 check that out tomorrow, 5:30 Eastern time, 4:30 Central. And actually if you're in Louisiana, I also believe that I will be talking to Carol Ross from the Ross report. Um, in Louisiana about some of this stuff tomorrow, I think around um, three o'clock central. So if you are in the area um, and you, or if you want, I think it's on, it's an iHeart station or you can go on their website, but uh, just search uh, Carol Ross, the Ross support. And uh, I'm going to be on the radio talking about some of the other stuff we're doing that you guys get to hear me talk about every week anyways. So, but you can hear me kind of, um, kind of be, all over the place tomorrow. So check, check it out. <laughs> but going on to, but continuing on with this trend of awful bills. Here's another one. This is another one we, we, we want to stop because now New York is basically trying to do one, one of these sanctuary state bills to allow minors to consent to sex changes without parental permission It's, it's, it's getting to be insane, insanity. Um, 
So New York Assembly Bill A06761 um, states that homeless youth will be allowed to give effective consent to certain medical, dental, health, and hospital services. So homeless youth, meaning, again, if you run away from home, you are would be considered a homeless youth. So they can basically, you, if you run away, you can consent to all this stuff. They are allowing children to make life-altering medical decisions if they run away from home. They are incentivizing children to run away from home, become wards of the state so that they can get what they want. All these bills do is give children basically all the power in the in the child parent power dynamic um it gives the parent the child all the power because in illinois you could say a child could say you know if you don't let me do this then i'm gonna i'm gonna report you for child abuse and they'll take me anyways um and in new york they will say that it's like hey i'll just run away and then you can't do anything about it so um and it always begs the question, if you think children can consent to life-altering medical procedures, sterilization, um, surgery before, you know, even the age of consent, it, it, it really begs the question as to what else you think that they, what, what you think they can't consent to, right? If you, if you don't believe that there is a clear line being, being, crossed here then i think somebody needs to look at your hard drive um so yeah that's a oh no, no no in 2023 so this is even on top of the 2023 law that made new york a sanctuary state for child sex changes but i believe and I, ha I have to go back and look at that law what it would what it would be is that like if a if one parent said that you know if one parent uh, if there was like a divorce situation and one parent ran away to the state then it would become a um it would be that situation okay so yeah. Insanity. Insanity. But we'll move on to some of the other stuff. So if you didn't see this weekend, now this was a wild, wild interview. And I tried to watch it as quickly as I could. Um, but the libs of TikTok, Taylor Lorenz showdown was, um, was quite was quite the um was quite the scene now if you i think if you look at this picture i think it kind of shows just the essence of these two of these two people you have <laughs> i wrote it pretty well here you have the washington post so the Washington Post resident mask enthusiast, Taylor Lorenz, conducted the interview with Libs of TikTok founder, Shia Rashik. 
Lorenz wore a COVID era mask outside in California and Ray Sheik wore a shirt with a picture of Lorenz crying on it. Um, I think that was a baller move from, from, from Shia. It was, uh, that was, that was classic. I mean, that was, I loved it. Now there was a lot that happened in this interview. Um, there was a point where, uh, Taylor asked um, Kaya what she, or Chaya what, what why she's become more forceful with the media. She said it's basically been the lies, the defamation, the hypocrisy, um, which is interesting because at the point that this interview took place, um, you know the whole her establishment at Libs of TikTok had been um, getting blamed for the death of a teenage non-binary person in Oklahoma. Um, and we'll talk about that situation here in a little bit, but, um, and it was really interesting because then you start to see those lies and defamation come up in this interview. Um, we have some stuff on here, but I put something together for this on mine. Um, but first you see. Taylor, Taylor Lorenz admit that she's never, never actually read any of the books that she defends being in children's libraries. So this is a pretty good clip. Like why you don't speak up about the sexualization of kids. I don't think it's a problem. I don't see, I guess I don't see as much. If I saw an example of a child being sexualized, of course I have a problem with, you know, certain things. I, I will, I will actually, you know, I will say. So do you I, think we should give kids porn in school? The, the images of like gay sex and I, so I had public, again, I went to public school and in public school, at least when I was growing up, we were absolutely given um, literature, you know, explaining sex, educating people. It had pictures of like anal sex? Oh, absolutely. And it actually talked about condom use. What grade? God, I mean, I don't remember, but certainly probably middle school. I think that's when we had sex ed. Um, so you think like books like Gender Queer, This Book is Gay, we should give that to kids in school? I have not read those books, so I don't know. I but I do book. think that it's important Depends to educate them, kids about sexuality, if nothing else, because, you know, I have spoken to women um, that were abused um, sexually when they were young, very young. And one thing that they've told me is that they wish that they had the language to talk about it and they weren't educated. They grew up in a I only know two that I've spoken to about this, but they've grown up in sort of societies where they weren't very educated about sex ed. They didn't receive sex ed in class. They went to a Catholic school or other types of schooling. And so I do think it's really important for kids to understand sex because as we all know, a lot of teenagers can be sexually active. And I think sex education is important to promote, you know, healthy attitudes, healthy understandings of sex. I mean, these are human bodies. Middle school and actually elementary school, some of them. I guess I'm wondering what you consider that. I think. Do you that, want to see a picture? Well, I don't know, but um, I mean, I are you talking about the ones that you've posted on yeah. on your Twitter account? Yeah. I guess those don't look like what I received when I did sex ed, but I think sex ed is, is important because it it actually helps. So you didn't have those types of things when you were in school. Oh no, we had sex ed. I'm I, saying the images not, I posted on my not, Twitter. Did you when you had sex ed in school? Did you not get books with with graphic with imagery? pictures of gay sex? I remember, I, I don't know, I can't, I don't remember how old you are, but I grew up in the 90s when HIV and AIDS was a big thing, and we certainly learned about gay sex in school. So you, so those pictures I posted on my Twitter, you had graphics like that? In I actually don't know. I have so 
here's the thing. This is a complete lie. She's saying, yes, we had sex ed, but it, she doesn't know what sex ed has become. Um, also, we know this is a lie because there was another account, a bigger account that's been fighting against this type of stuff in sports. I forget her name's slipping my slipping slipping my mind right now, but uh, she said her brother uh, went. They went. They were in the same town. Went to the same school as Taylor Lorenz, and her brother was a few years behind her and never received this type of material in school. I grew up in the nineties too. I think Taylor is like 41 or 42. I'm not that old. Um, and growing up in the nineties, sex ed was not, was not that. It was not which, what we see happening in schools today. And you actually, gen, I think we had to have a parental permission, parent sign off on, on this, um, to, you know, on this type of education, <laughs> Um, it wasn't, you know, sexual education, comprehensive sex ed going all the way down to, um, you know, kindergarten, because that's what's happening right now. Yeah. But but yeah, so I, I, I'm going to stop it there, but I'm going to pull forward a little bit because I actually put this together. And it's so funny because around the four minute mark. Um. Chaya was like, you in the media have blamed me for all these things all the time and say that I should be responsible for this stuff. And Taylor claimed that she she's never said that or she didn't say that. And then later on in the interview went to do just that. So this here's the clip that I kind of clipped together. It's 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 good. So are you saying that, like, you know, if somebody posts something and then attacks follow that person should answer for those attacks? No, that's not what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I'm saying that they, they, people like you tell me that all the time. So I'm just asking if you think the same thing. Yeah, I don't think I have said that here, but I, you know. Some time later. How do you think about the fact that, you know, so often your posts, things that you post about hospitals, libraries, schools, etc., cetera, um, you know, after you make these posts about them, they deal with threats, sometimes bomb threats, sometimes harassment. Um, it's, we don't know who's calling in the threats. Um, and I mean, look, bomb threats are bad. I've said that a thousand times. Um, people calling bomb threats should be arrested and investigated. Uh, you can't call in bomb threats. Um, but I don't, I just don't know what it, what does it have to do with? Well, I guess, you know, um, a recent NBC investigation found at least 33 instances where you posted about a specific person or institution and that person or institution was immediately bombarded with death threats and violent threats um, including bomb threats other violent threats that's a pretty significant correlation how do you you know what are your thoughts yeah i don't know if you saw but i got like tons of death threats um the past this week after the entire media machine came after me so are they responsible for those I don't think that there's um, the same correlation. Are you receiving bomb threats? I'm, I'm receiving death threats. Like, hi, I'm going to come murder you. Yeah. And I definitely sympathize with you there. Like, I get those literally, the article goes live and then I get those threats. I get the same thing when a Fox News article goes live. So are the, is the journalist responsible? The journalist who goes to the article? I would say, um, you know, there's a different responsibility when we're talking about media. And I, and I guess to me, a
death threat is different than a violent bomb threat. A death threat. A death. Excuse me. What? <laughs> she literally is like, um, you know, I don't think that I've done that in this interview, but I'm about to later. And then she does. And then it's like, do you think that somebody calling it, a, you know, what about, you know, me getting death threats? Is that okay? Well, it's a little bit different because it's the media. So the media has a different level of responsibility. No, um, Libs of TikTok is a journalist site that's highlighting something that you may not want highlighted, but it, I mean, Chaya is just show is just being a citizen journalist. I'm sorry you don't like what she's posting and what she's exposing, but she's being a journalist. Um, and so it's different when it's the media, right? It's different when it's the media. And then death threats and bomb threats are like literally the same thing. They should be treated exactly the same. And you would think that this would be something that these two could actually agree on. Because I don't doubt that Taylor Lorenz gets a lot of death threats. I don't doubt that. Um, I mean, the picture where she's crying, she was crying because of how mean people are online. I don't doubt that she gets death threats. Um, but I, and I'll tell you, like, I received a ton of threats for defending Chaya this week. I received a lot of this violent vitriol for speaking in support. Literally, and I and I, I had somebody say, somebody tell me um, that basically I'm supporting the people that want me dead uh, when I'm defending her. But I'm going to tell you that I will acknowledge that. And, and my my response to that though was. I acknowledge that there's actually a lot of people on both sides of this debate, both sides of the aisle that probably want me dead. So at the end of the day, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want, because you know what? I actually, if something did, both, both sides would use my death to, to politicize it in their way or their favor, depend, you know? Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm going to do what I do and people can just take it at that. Um, but it doesn't make, again, doesn't make death threats, right. doesn't make anything. So, um, but continuing on with what actually happened and what kind of led to this. So now we're kind of going a little bit further back in time. Right. Um, again, there was a, uh, a child that had, um, one second. Sorry. So there was a child that that was in a fight at school in Oklahoma last week and ended up um it was kind of a crazy situation ended up dying the next day. Um, 
and so it, it was something like the child was in a fight. Went to the hospital because their head was hit into the ground. They honestly, the hospital released, um, released her. And then she went on, went home. Everything was okay. Um, then apparently the next day was rushed back to the hospital. Um, and it sounds like from breathing problems, I was having an issue breathing where without any information, the, the leftist media storm said she was killed at school in a fight. Uh, she was, she was, so she was, she was killed. Yeah. Beat up at school, killed in the fight. Um, and blamed libs of TikTok for supposedly creating the hate that created this fight. Um, and the whole internet started blaming Chaya and libs of TikTok. Only the narrative fell apart. And it was really interesting to watch what happened, though, because when Chaya defended herself against these crazy attacks from the left, she was then again victimized by the left to be like, and, and this is this is how I summed it up. So here, here's what I said in regards to this. I said, this whole libs of TikTok saga is wild. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then here's a rundown. Kid gets into a fight in a school restroom, then died the next day. Chaya doesn't say anything about the death. Is not commenting anything. Crazy leftists come in and say, Libs of TikTok murdered this child. Chaya says, I didn't have anything to do with this. The leftists then say, a child is dead. How dare you make this about you? That's basically what happened. I mean, that's 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 the very short, um, <laughs> the very short end of it. Um, because it was. I mean, they were like, how dare you make this about you? A child is dead. How dare you defend yourself? Like how you killed some, you killed this person because of the hate that you, you, uh, you put out there. How, how dare you? You're disgusting. All this stuff. And I was like, what? she didn't wait, lives a TikTok. Like she killed somebody. I didn't know this. Um, and so I just asking that question, they attacked me. It, it's, it's really this crazy situation to where they will attack you and when you defend yourself so so they let's break this down they went on and politicized the death of this child the left did they blamed not the three girls she was even in a fight with they blamed libs of tiktok they absolved so here's what's the, the interesting thing about the way that they do this they absolved the three girls of any other, the three girls that, that beat her up of any responsibility by blaming somebody who wasn't there, has nothing to do with this. And they absolved those three of any responsibility, any of it. And so they politicized it. And then they go on. And when you say something like, what are you talking? Like when you defend yourself against this, they, they call you disgusting because they say that you're politicizing this um, for your own gain when we literally said nothing.
We didn't say anything about this. It was them that brought this to the light and made it a huge deal. And here's where the whole thing started to fall apart. Okay. Now watch this clip real quick and see what you see what you notice. Where they could actually do something at any point during this whole situation. And I use the word the, the, the word loosely, but the bantering or whatever it is going back and forth between you guys. Obviously, you know each other. Obviously, you both we got, don't know each other. Well, you know of each other with the vape situations and all that. Or, or no, we before this we had no work left. Before this ISP thing, uh -huh. we had, we never saw each other. The freshmen were sophomore. Okay. okay. We didn't know each Okay. No, I don't know their names. I don't know. Okay. So, so they just, so, so, so go back to the narrative. They said that the leftist activists were saying that, um, she was bullied and bullied and bullied, um, before this by these three girls. And then she finally decided to stick up for herself. And that's when they, when they, um, assaulted her in, in the locker room. So she just said right there. So part of the narrative, complete lie. She didn't know who these girls were, had never, didn't even know their names. So how were you, she was never bullied by these people before. So it, it wasn't bullied by hate. Apparently she's been bullied in school and bullying is always wrong. Not, not justifying that, but she wasn't bullied by these three freshmen when she was a sophomore. So here, here let's go. Back. You didn't tell the school where they could actually do something at any point during this whole situation. And I use the word the, the, the word loosely, but the bantering. Or, or, no, we before this we had no work left. Before this ISP thing, uh -huh. we had, we never saw each other. The freshmen were sophomore. Okay. okay. We didn't know it. Okay. No, I don't know their names. I don't know. Okay. So so they just up and decided to just start messing with you. There was there yeah was, because of the way that we dressed. Okay, so you didn't do anything at all at any point in time that would have. Uh, even a couple of days ago, or even a month ago, or or anything like that. I don't know these girls. Okay, all right. So so they just continue nope. to 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 pick on you and pick on you. Um, then at some point, you did what what happened? They they got up and confronted you in class, or we were. Or did you say it was the bathroom, bathroom. or the hallway? Okay, the bathroom. We were going to stack chairs, and we after we stacked chairs, we mm -hmm. went to the bathroom. Okay. And I was talking with my friends. They were talking with their friends, and we were laughing. And they had said something like, why do they laugh like that? And, and mm -hmm. they were talking about us in front of us. Mm -hmm. And so I went up there and I poured water on them. Okay. And then all three of them came at me. Uh, you know, uh, pouring the water, because I'm, I'm trying to get this in my mind. So I see, you know, the best I had I a water bottle. Thank you. That's what I was asking. Where did you, where did you get this water? Was it a cup you found? Was it your water mm, bottle? It's my, uh, your daily water bottle yeah. you'd carry around. I okay. think it was a plastic water bottle. Okay. Fair enough. Okay, so you squirted them with water, threw water on them, whatever it was. Okay, um, then at that point, what happened? Uh, they came at me, they grabbed on my hair, I grabbed on them, uh, I threw one of them into a paper towel dispenser, and then they got my legs out from under me and got me on the ground, started beating the shit out of me. Okay. okay. And then my friends tried to jump in and help, but I'm, I'm not sure I blacked out. When, when did this happen today? Uh, around a month. Okay, so around, around lunchtime? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, you didn't tell me. So, from her own words, 
I never knew these people. They've not picked on me. Um, it wasn't even them picking on her. They literally were like, they were joking around. They were, they were joking and said, why did they laugh like that? And so she decided to assault them. Pouring water on them would be considered assault. Um, and they fought back. So this is what's kind of interesting now too. Um, I don't know if I'm going to play, I don't think I'm going to play this whole, this whole thing because it's 10 minutes long, but this is the extended version of the body cam footage. So here you go. Yeah. Unfortunately, you can say mean, hurtful things all day long mm -hmm. and you got to let it roll off your shoulder. The moment someone retaliates or does something physically mm -hmm. or a directive threat yeah. verbally, now you have something. Throwing okay. that water on there, just because there's water doesn't make it any better. It could have been urine. It could have been paint. It could uh -huh. have been anything. What about, because there was three of them and she only threw water on one. Doesn't matter. I mean, it matters for the school. The school's going to... to everyone's going to be disciplined that everybody that went in there everyone that was in her her group yeah. everybody that was in the other group it doesn't matter if there's three of them fighting they're all going to be disciplined in the school from a criminal side of things it doesn't make it okay you had three versus one it doesn't matter what matters is who started it uh -huh. and how what where's where how bad of a situation like was there weapons involved was there not things like that okay yeah. but but the biggest part is the fact that it's a mutual fight, so they all are victims, but they're all suspects. But she's in a little bit more of a situation because she's the one who started it by throwing a object or an item onto another yeah. individual, starting the incident. She, she's, she's the one who started the domino effect. Yeah. If she had never done that, and I'm not blaming you, uh -huh. if you had not have done that, we may not even be here. Or they would have went ahead and did their thing to you, you know? Okay, now again, hey, I was in the bathroom with my friends, mind my own business. They started yapping. We started yapping, but nothing happened. Then they threw us in the wall. Okay, now I have where, again, a true victim. Mm -hmm. But again, I'll show you, essentially, shut your mouth. Yeah. As soon as you hit them with water, okay. it does not mm -hmm. give them the right to do it by any means. It still yeah. does not give them the right to put their hands on you at all. That's why I say they're just as guilty as you are, 100%. Yeah. It's just, I hate to see you both, a criminally wise, get hung up on something so minuscule. But I am here to do that if that's what you like. Okay, what I want done, or what I would like done, and I hope you agree, is that you go to the school and find out why they did not call you. Mm -hmm. And and you know what I mean? When I get all of our statements mm -hmm. and this and that, then we'll call someone in if you want. And I, I'm like, Okay, I thought that's the way it was done. And then I talked with my sister, and she said, no, when you take her up there, get someone up there right away. Yeah, um, and, and I will certainly absolutely help her talk. Um, and options to you. Mm -hmm. understand from um, talking with uh, the friend. You know, I know all the girls. Okay. And she told me, and then separately she told me, and sure. the stories, I mean, it wasn't like they were together saying, right. okay, this is what happened. And, and that's my plan is to find out tomorrow with, with the admin. What I, is all? So I'm going to cut it there. So what's interesting a lot about uh, on this, all this stuff, right? 
Um, again, this is a it's, it's a very tragic situation, and I think we all could have looked at this as a tra- tragic situation that it is. Had these activists not erroneously claimed that Chaya was responsible somehow for th- this death, it all fell apart. I mean, like you said, their, their narrative all fell apart. The, even this police officer, this police officer's telling the mom and her that, you know, if you press charges, you're going to be the one that's in the most trouble because you started it. Like, that's the way that these things happen. That's the way that fights happen. You assaulted them first. You're the first culpable person because if you hadn't done that, if you hadn't, you know, poured water on them, then that's, that's absolutely, um, the, you know, I mean, that's, that's how the law works, right? And just because it's water, it's still, it, it it's still, it's still assault. Okay. Um, and, and this cop did, I mean, honestly, out of all videos I've ever seen with police officers, this cop did a fantastic job. Um, probably better than most at saying, at, at, at just laying out the facts as they were and being very patient. Um, the very much saying, I'm not blaming you, but if you hadn't done that, uh, we might be not, we might not even be here. Uh, you might not have been a- attacked at all. Um, let me see if there's something else about this. And now going even deeper into this, how the activists have, the activists are really the biggest villains in this story. Okay. The biggest villains. So you saw the video, you saw the mom refers to next, I guess is what, is what, uh, she goes by. And, Use, you know, using her, her, her legal name, her old name and using she, her pronouns for her. In her, in their GoFundMe, you can see this is the NBC cutout. And actually, I'm surprised that NBC actually reported this, but they didn't report it very accurately, did they? So they, they used her actual name in the GoFundMe to, to support this stuff and used old pronouns. Activists filled this GoFundMe and harassed this grieving families for not, not using the proper name and pronouns for her. For, for their dead daughter. Imagine that. That the people that are... These people are so... These people are evil. They are the ones that are politicizing this death. They are the ones that went off and they harassed the, the family of, of, this, of, of, of this young girl who died. Simply for what? Not using the right name, using her legal name that they say we're sorry, so so that they have to apologize to these 
these insane activists. They say, we're sorry for not using their name correctly. And as parents, we're still learning the correct forms. Please do not judge us as next was judged. Please do not bully us for our ignorance on the subject. They're, they had to beg the activists not to bully them. The same thing they are can they are they are saying happened to this young girl. The bullying that happened to this young girl, they are doing that to parents. This is what they do to everybody unless you fall in line. These crazy leftist activists, they are the bullies. Please understand that. Because if you don't fall in line with every single thing that they say, they will bully you. And they, the reason why they've, they've created that intersectional flag, like we talked about earlier, the reason why they've done that, why this is, why they've tried to build this big community of people that don't even really intersectionally combine the whole critical theory community is so that they have numbers. So they are now the majority. They have power because if they if they can take the majority, they will bully the fuck out of you. This is why you never apologize to the woke mob. Never, never, never. Never, never, never. Yeah, fuck these people. And then, to go even further, Antifa decided to hold a vigil for this child and make it, again, all about them and all about their, their you know, their ideology. Um, and in and, and pushing these same false narratives that that she had um, died from um, head injuries that she sustained um, from the beatings, which we don't know, as I showed here. Um, actually, if I played this from the beginning, they said that it was from she woke up and couldn't breathe before she was rushed to the hospital. Not that she got woozy, but that she couldn't breathe. Seems like a respiratory issue. Did she, like, what happened? What happened? And I believe, I'm just going to guess that when the toxicology reports come out, we're going to know a little bit more about what happened. What happened after she got home and possibly had a concussion, but then maybe possibly took something that she wasn't supposed to take. When you have a concussion, which can cause, which would possibly cause respiratory issues and all that stuff. So it was respiratory issues, not trauma from the fight. Um, so yet these Antifa activists come out here and are going to push the same narrative and claim that she died from, from that, um, They put up, I mean, Andy's right. The Is this the trans Floyd that they've been looking for? Maybe. Seems like it. Um, 
Hundreds of leftists in cities across the U.S. have been holding vigils for, for next. Uh, the trans non-binary Oklahoma girl who died after starting, a, after starting a school fight with other girls in the bathroom. Leftists claim she was beaten to death. Blamed libs of TikTok. Um, roughly 200 people showed up in Iowa City for, for this. This is, it, it very much does seem like a, um, at the Chaz Chop site, they did it in Seattle. It does very much seem like this has, this is the trans Floyd situation that they were looking for, but then their narrative fell apart, right? Um, we know, otherwise they wouldn't be politicizing it the way that they have. Um, we've talked about this a lot in recent years, how, again, it's the same, it's, it goes back to what I was talking about at the top of the hour with um, the op-ed that I had wrote, right? So in that op-ed, I said, the reason why this, the CRT movement um, with the, which again was based off postmodern neo-Marxism didn't work is because it actually required um, black people to execute the violence that it that it took to, you know, initiate, um, you know, push into power the um, the postmodern neo-Marxist ideas that Antifa was trying to cling to at the time was trying Antifa pushed and was executing most of those violent most of the violence at that time. And so what do they do? They've been needing a trans person like this to die in some form or fashion like this so that they could then go and execute violence in that person's name. But since they were, they are able to claim that they are trans simply because trans is simply self-ID, not because of the medical condition that is gender dysphoria like I talk about. You know why true why why I believe transsexuals are the only people that are in the T the trans trans only stands for transsexual not transgender. They're not. They're not in that in that group, but they are going to push violence in our name simply to try to achieve their ends. And they've been looking for something like this to happen so that they could push it and spread it all across the world. And since this narrative fell apart, they will still push the false narrative. And now they're, it's, this is more just planting seeds now because they know that they can't execute the violence in terms of this, but they are planting seeds to if something does happen one day, they will... Um, they will then execute violence in that name. That's what's going to happen. Right. But we're going to move on again, even more. And this just, I just wrote this today. I came in on my, on my day off and wrote this article today because glad the organization glad they are lashing out at journalists for basically doing their jobs. Okay. So there was a study that came out last week that says, uh, that basically says that child, 
you know, child sex changes are not life-saving. We've been talking about this for a long time. Um, but Benjamin Ryan, who, if you don't know who, if you don't know who Benjamin Ryan is, um, I haven't been following him for too long. I learned a little bit about him today when I was reporting on this, but he is a LGBT, he, he's a gay man, reports on has he's got awards from the LGBT community, like journalist associations for his work um, or his, you know, his work in, in uh, HIV research and everything like that. And so he's very well known as a good journalist. And I'm going to guess if I went back and dug through it a lot, glad has promoted his work before. Um, but since he since he reported on this, uh, he, he didn't. They're mad because he did an accurate report um, on a new study out of Finland that came out um, and basically says that um, the suicidality rate um, when other mental health issues were factored in between of a study of like 17,000 people from. 97 to 2019 showed that there really was no like gender affirming, like the gender affirming care, childhood sex changes. Those don't actually do like prevent suicides from, from, from minors. And for simply writing this, Tony Morrison, who is, the senior director of communications at GLAD lashed out and said, it's awful. You hate yourself so much to write a junk science, to write about junk science, just to make yourself feel good. And as if writing for the New York post is journalism. So why it's, it's really interesting to me that he would call this quote unquote junk science because organizations like GLAD and GLSEN and all these other activist nonprofit organizations that push these, push this agenda, they're still using the turban study. And if you watch my Jubilee debate, I cite the turban study because they use this this unscientific study or this unscientific survey to surveys are the least scientific way to ever do a study. And they use this survey to then, you know, push the narrative that these are, that it's quote unquote life-saving, but they're not, it's not life-saving treatment. So here's what this found. Out of like their entire population, the study went, uh, they went through, they found between 96 and 2019, there was something like 55 deaths out of like the 1700 people, 17 or 17,000 people um, that they were looking at that had went to Finland centralized gender clinics. There was 55 deaths in there. And of that 20 of those deaths were suicide which would be 30% of the deaths. It wasn't even 30% of, it wasn't even the third, it wasn't even 30% of um, 
the gender population in there, right? So it or the entire population, it was 30% of the 55 deaths. That, so a very small, small number of the total that was reported there. And it notes the portion of suicides was higher and what notably the portion of suicides was higher in the gender referred group. So it is true that compared to the control, there were more suicides in the gender referred group, the people that were referred to uh, Finland's gender clinics. However, when specialist level psychiatric treatment was controlled, um, Neither all cause nor suicide morality mortality differ between the gender for group and the control groups. Basically, saying when you when you look at all the other comorbidities, other mental health um, issues that they were dealing with. So if they were dealing with different um, levels of depression, um, you know, uh, whatever psychiatric conditions you have. Uh, cluster B personalities. I mean, there was a whole bunch, but when those levels were were taken into account, they showed there was no there was no difference between um, the control and the uh, the gender the the trans group. And so, obviously, somebody like Erica Anderson, uh, psych psychologist, who spoke out a couple years ago. Um, about a lot of this stuff. She is a trans woman. She's a, she's a psychologist. And she said, this study is going to make a big splash. President of WPATH. We've talked about her quite a bit on this show. I'm still up in the air about what I feel about Marcy Bowers because she says some good things. And then she, uh, then she says some crazy things that I really just disagree with adamantly. And I think she's a, she's a nut and needs to be removed. But with, She's all, she is the one that has talked about maybe not going with puberty blockers, maybe readjust, readjusting how we treat trans kids in the past because of what she has seen as a surgeon and uh, sexual satisfaction rates as adults after they go through those procedures. We can go back to watch my video on Marcy Bowers. It was like a year, year and a half ago um, that I did that. She said, she, she says... Suicide is and always has been a poor way of measuring the efficiency of gender affirming care and advocate to refocus the conversation on medicalizing on, on the medicalization of young people. The problem is the activists know the only way to one get people get get some of these kids to transition, uh, to get parents to buy off on children transitions is to tell them you can either have a dead son or, or a dead daughter. You can either have a dead daughter or a living son or vice versa when it comes to the sex gender relationships, right? So that's the only way that they can manipulate the population into allowing the medicalization of minors is to push the fact that they are quote unquote life-saving. If they're not life-saving, then they have no argument as to why these children can consent to sterilization. So they're like, hey, I'd rather their 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 idea is that they would rather have a child be sterilized than commit suicide. Like suicide is somehow a foregone conclusion um, with this group of people. It's emotional blackmail, it's emotional manipulation. So when you it's it's the exact same as a as a as a 
you know, you're dating somebody and when you go to break up with them, they, they threaten to commit suicide. Um, so you stay with them. That is emotional manipulation. That's exactly what is happening here to, um, that's what we're seeing in society on these issues. And so an organization that pushes this type of stuff, this is detrimental to their bottom line because they can't push this. It ruins their entire narrative. Um, and actually, it's interesting because, I mean, GLAD has been, they've been lashing out at anybody who who uh, who speaks about this. They, they Last year and this year, they've been speaking out when the New York Times dares to run a story. And the New York Times is not by and far a conservative organization, but they will talk about detransitioners and they will... Um, put articles out there. And so last year they drove a truck around in the city that basically claimed that the science is settled. Every, every organization says the science is settled. When, when somebody tells you that the science is settled, understand that they don't know what they're talking about and they just want you to shut up because if the science, science is never settled, this is the beautiful thing about science. It's never settled. We always learn new things every day about what's going on. Science is never settled. You know, the situation changes and we, and we learn new things all the time. So anybody that tells you that the science is settled is trying to get you to stop looking and stop digging because they know you're onto something. I mean, look what happened with the COVID-19 stuff. They told us the science was settled and we're learning more. That's all I'll say about it. We're learning more about that. Um, and it basically was, they told the New York, demanded that the New York Times stop questioning trans people's right to exist and access to medical care. They demanded you stop asking questions. So they're like, hey, don't ask questions. Don't ask questions. Stop asking questions. Because it, the more questions you ask, the more it turns out we're wrong. So you can't do that. You can't question activist organizations that do this stuff. And honestly, when I was on that Jubilee debate, and this one's for you, Blossom, why don't I work with these nonprofits like GLAD? Because they're fucking liars. Look what happens. They want this, this study, and I'll show you what the study is. I'll show it to you right now. This study right here, it's in uh, the BMJ journals, so it's in a peer-reviewed journal. It just dropped. It's right here. All of it. It's The data's there. Calling it junk, junk science is a survey. This is exactly what I told you they needed to do. Exactly what I told. If you remember in that debate, I was asked, how would I de determine? I said, look at people that have been institutionalized. Look at people that um, that did this. Look at this. What would they do? They literally went into the population because in, in Finland, you can do this because in Finland, they have um, they have a um, centralized um, medicine so that you can have how many children were referred to um, how many how many were referred and how many did did uh, how many did gender affirming care actually help? This is a results-based. Your survey is garbage. But you're going to push a survey because you don't like the results. 
It's a cult. Yes, Robbie, you're absolutely right. Full stop. Questions are how you do science. If it can't be questions, it's a cult. I fully agree. Fully agree. All right, y'all. That, I mean, um, all I was going to talk about more was, um, so if you didn't see, we talked about this a few months ago, Rona McDaniel, um, you know, Vivek Ramaswamy basically ruined her career and she decided to step down this weekend. Um, let me see. Nikki Haley vows to stay in the race even after losing uh, largely in her home state of South Carolina. Uh, it's, I don't know why she's losing all her donors. Some of her major backers have now backed out. I don't know how she goes forward. She has no money anymore. Uh, it's interesting. Um, and then, yeah, Nikki Haley uh, gets crushed in the CPAC poll, uh, 94 to 5%. So that's no surprise. CPAC has been, is, is, has been uh, pretty... Uh, they're usually they've been very very supportive of Trump and Trump was there speaking so yeah and a lot of people think that he will be better in his second term than he was in the first 90% said that so but okay y'all i um i appreciate y'all hanging out with me for this hour i'm going to get some food I'm tired um oh I'm not going to be here next week, so we're not going to have a show next week. We're going to take a week off, at least a week off. Um, we'll see what happens after that. So if you don't mind, and if you haven't already, please click that like and subscribe button. I will be, I will, I, I might be off of here, but I will be on other social media platforms. I usually hang out on Twitter. So if you click that like and subscribe button, follow me across all social media platforms and I'll see you next time.